Hey, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome to Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Lindsay. Let's Talk Peaches is a community where all humans come to have raw, authentic, open, and respectful conversations about various topics. Nothing is off the table. All topics are welcome. Get ready to dive in and explore the uplifting as well as the extremely uncomfortable. Be sure to come back and check us out every week. We put out new episodes every Monday. If you're new, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome. And if you're a returning peach, thank you so much for tuning back in. We appreciate that so much. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate so much appreciation. All right, let's dive into the episode. Hey, peaches. Hi, peaches. Welcome back. Happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We're happy to have you here. We're in mid March. Isn't that is it, that's March fifteenth? Yeah, that's nuts. I someone. This is the. You had said something. We were working on a project earlier, and someone had mentioned something about the end of March, and you're like, yeah, that's next weekend or something. And I was I was like, wow. This is the time period yeah. that I w- was like, I think this mid-March, is March is going to be a good an time. An interesting time. We're and here. I, I do feel as though, obviously, there's not there hasn't been a huge change. Lift off of things, you know, we're still in a pandemic. But I, I do feel as though more vaccines are going out. We're right on the cusp yeah, of what might be whether things are going to become more normal or beca- like stay the same. <laughs> or, yeah. They just released a statement saying that, you know, if you're if you have a vaccine, you hang out with other people with vaccines, you can have small gatherings with people unmasked. And that is like, what? <laughs> so it feels as though we're if, heading in a good direction, it, you know, it's if that if that if people start doing that and it goes OK. Right. We what? might. We might be getting to some, some normalcy. Some new normal. So that is exciting, scary, hopeful. We're hoping, fingers crossed, yeah. that everything works out and stays on a good path. Yeah. That being said, like still, you know, yeah, still be vigilant. Yeah. Still, still wear your mask. Still be careful. We still promote mask wearing, hand sanitizing. Washing your hands. Be, like distancing um, and being super careful during you know when you're during when, these, when you are visiting other people during these times yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, but it still makes me feel hopeful a little hopeful a yeah. little, little brighter inside but anywho how's your week you know good it that we had some warmer weather yes we had some warmer weather this week which was honestly really nice yeah so if you're on the east coast <laughs> it was really that nice. nice that I was mean, so nice i think it's it's we those, opened the door those tiktoks or those memes are memes are funny that say you didn't realize seasonal depression was a thing until, until until it's finally warm outside and you feel like you've popped popped a molly or you feel like you're on drugs <laughs> or whatever else. I didn't else. see any of those. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> and it's just, you know, I was we were working, working from home inside. Usually we just we're either on the couch or sitting at our table. We're the doors are closed. Pod. We're bundled up. And we're just, you know, typing away. And we look at the thermostat and we're like, oh my God, it's like 67 degrees outside. And then we're like, so we open, <laughs> open all, the, all doors. the doors. Birds are chirping. It's like, yeah, that, like that, that's the, the smell. The spring smell is in, in the, the air. air. Yeah. Like so that was the really. The thawing of the ground. That was so nice. Mm-hmm. It was also really nice. We had a fire outside, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. since the winter has come in, we kind of, we have really. I haven't seen anyone. We really have dialed back our outdoor hands with our friends that are around in the area because Mm -hmm. it's cold and it's just, you know, it's not, it's not 
yeah, doable yeah. outside. And I mean, we've done many outdoor car hangs here and there, but we really like it's tough. It's, it's tough. Yeah, we really dialed it back, especially especially I think in February. It really we you know yeah. it's, it's cold, but on it was Friday night. Our friend came over. We had a fire. It was still a little chilly, mm-hmm. but it was nice. It was mm-hmm. nice to just sort of hang and chill. Chill. So that was good. My week is good. Nothing crazy to report otherwise, other than, you know, some warm weather, mm-hmm. you know, keep it on the grind. Um, yeah, keep it on the grind. You know, working, uh-huh. trying to, you know, just keep it Get up. through the pandemic. Right, right. With some grace. With some grace. Yeah. yeah. How's your week? Week was busy. It's just been a very crazy time, mm-hmm. right? The last two weeks, it was my last two weeks at my old job. Friday this past Friday was my last day I know at my past job Mm -hmm. um so it was really nice they gave me a little gift and everyone like they did like a a word map of me yeah um where everybody like input six words that they feel best describes me Mm -hmm. and the biggest one the biggest overlapping one the ones that the ones that were most said are like big on the word map and then every all of the small ones are just like the so it was kind of cute it was cute (laughs) yeah I enjoyed it, um, and tomorrow is my first day of my new job. Oh yeah! So, so if you're so listening if to you're, the this day that you're on, on the day March fifteenth is the first day of my new job. So yeah. if you're listening to this on the first day that it comes out, today is my first day of work. Send me some love. Yeah, <laughs> yes. some good luck, some good juju. Yeah, you're gonna kill it. You're gonna do great. Thanks. I, I, uh, we were talking about this on the car ride here. I find it very difficult to always, you know, to be new, in a new job. The only, I just don't know everything. Yeah. You know, about well, of course how to go about my first day. Mm-hmm. So it's just like the unknown is you know? kind of you yeah. know, it's a little I'm with anxiety you. inducing, but that's okay. We go with the flow, we bend, we weave, we wobble. And, and in a cool. in a in a couple weeks you're gonna be in your routine. There's just I feel as though there's also there's also more unknowns with virtual first days. You know? Yeah, this is I'm well, this is your second virtual, virtual first, first day. day. So yeah. I mean yeah. <laughs> It's okay though. I'm used to it. Yeah, yeah. First, second time around, it's You're gonna, gonna be, be fine. great. You're gonna it's be gonna great. Be just fine. It's gonna be good. Yeah, gotta love it. And but anywho, anywho, let's get into this week's topic. This week we're speaking with Amethyst. She is a lovely drag queen herself, mm-hmm. and she also just came out with a new album, Kind of Girl, Kind of Girl by Amethyst, and it's super fun. We talk about it kind of towards the end of the episode, mm-hmm. so definitely stick around for that. But yeah, she's gonna talk to us all about what like what exactly is a drag queen what is it like being a drag queen mm-hmm. we talk about the money aspect of it the technical stuff and I also feel like, and I feel like we we bring up there's a this topic is more than just you know going to see a drag show and like yeah. knowing what that is I think we we touch upon some unexpected or just more you know we touch upon some pretty profound topics in this episode Mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed our conversation Mm -hmm. a little deeper Mm -hmm. um we also talked about her business Mm -hmm. you know the bit like the entrepreneurship of it all yeah it's just like building your personal brand the idea and the topic of gender Mm -hmm. the idea of you know the the creative industry in terms of performance Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we talk about like you said entrepreneurial things yeah what's the new american dream supporting people supporting each other yeah people you know all of these things so we we get into it you'll hear about it and yeah we're really excited so we'll just jump right in yeah we hope you guys enjoy it (laughs) we'll be right back brb
Hi, Peaches. And uh, hello, Amethyst. Hello. <laughs> say in, um, yeah, say hi to the Peaches, <laughs> Amethyst. Hello, Peaches. Yeah. Yes. That's such a fun thing to say. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We thought it, you know, like bitches, Peaches, bitches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting away with a naughty word. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, how how's your, we like to start off by asking, you know, what's up, Peach? Yeah, how are how's, you doing? How's your day going? How's your week going? What's up? Oh, just peachy. Someone's used that before, I'm sure. Oh, no, yeah, it's a thing. (laughs) No. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm just peachy. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Okay, so for some context, everyone, obviously you could tell by the title we're talking about drag queens this week, which is super exciting. Yay! We go way back with Zach, who is also Amethyst, but Amethyst didn't exist before when we originally originally met. Yeah, Zach, but love it. And we we went to high school together. We went to middle school together, (laughs) high school together. Yeah, we've been longtime fans of the Amethyst voice and persona, and love because while I've seen what we've grown into. Because whilst Amethyst wasn't officially born yet, yeah. I feel like Amethyst has always been probably inside of you, like part of you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. She just didn't have a name, <laughs> is all. You know? Yeah, right. yeah, hundred percent. Right. Yeah, I feel like it is very fluid between the two. And whilst I've never seen Amethyst in person, I feel like I kind of have seen yeah. bits and pieces of her in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, agreed. That's it. Yeah, agreed. It's a great take on it. Yeah. So I guess for someone who has never mm-hmm. heard of or seen or has any knowledge of a drag queen, what is a drag queen? So a drag queen, it can, it's so many things. I, it's, it's Mm -hmm. come a really long way from just a man dressing up as a woman. Mm -hmm. And I think if we're talking about drag in the year 2021, there's just, there's really, there's no boundaries anymore. Anybody can do it. Yeah. And as it's mostly gay men and trans women, which I know also raises some questions, which we can get into later. But it's primarily, I want to say it's about fashion, but it goes off into other aspects. You can be you can be a fashion queen. You can be a comedy queen. You can be a meme queen, which is what I've been referred to as. <laughs> um, you can focus more on modeling. You can focus more on your performance aspect. It just, there's been a lot of subcategories created some people just do it as a hobby. Some people, it's their full-time career. So there's really no answer about like what, what drag is because as RuPaul would say, um, we are all born naked and the rest is drag. So, mm-hmm. you know, you guys are in your drag right now, basically. Right, yeah. it's, right, right, right. It's to each their own, you know? The only time you're not in drag is when you're like in the shower. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so... Women can be properly referred to as a drag, a drag queen? Yes. It used to be referred to as bio queen, mm-hmm. but I think we use the term AFAB now, which stands for assigned female at birth. I see. And I do have, I have one really close friend, Claire, who goes by Frizzy Borden in drag, <laughs> but she is an example of 
a woman participating in the art of drag. Yeah. I remember when we were, we had just gotten picked up from the train station in New Haven coming home from the city. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And we were with like, we were with our family. It was like, we have our big family reunion in the 4th of July time. It was 4th of July time. So, and we were like, oh my God, mom and second second cousin, cousin, like who's, you know, whatever. Our extended family, we were all like, we're hungry. Let's, let's Let's go go get get some, some food. Oh my God. Look, an Italian restaurant. I'd love some spaghetti. Cool. We go, we sit down, we order our food, the lights dim and all of a sudden and we're in an impromptu drag show. Yeah. And it was really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were not expecting it. But Val didn't really know what to do with herself at first. Yeah. She, was she like... didn't really know what to expect. <laughs> I think she was like, what's happening? But she, she was, was really... like eating her spaghetti like, what's happening around me? I was just going to say, continue eating spaghetti. Yeah, 100%. Do I put my fork down? Do I? Yeah, um, but I think she warmed up to no, it. No, I think she got it. into yeah. it towards mm-hmm. the end. But uh, there was a performer... That was in the show. You had no idea. No, no, we, no. It, this was totally impromptu. Oh, yeah. They didn't, and they really didn't have any um, like advertising Fires, on like, the no. outside. Like, uh, it, but once you were inside, wow. you could tell. I mean, it was the end of June, beginning of July, so they had some. It was they were raising they were money. raising money for an LGBTQ fund of some sort. I can't remember what yeah, they no, were raising money for ago. exactly, oh, okay. but it was a it was it was a fundraiser. And when you when you went inside, there was like rainbow flags everywhere. But we I were like, it was around Pride. It was time. around Pride time, so we were like, oh, it's just you know, yeah, oh great. And um, and, but there and then a- they all came out and they were like strutting down the in middle of the like the aisles in the restaurant. Oh God, it I, was it was fun. But there was, so was a, fun. there was a performer mm-hmm. who was assigned um, assigned female at birth she was not male dressing up as a more feminine persona and i was like is that technically drag because uh, you know i mean i don't know i'm not i wasn't you know had didn't have all the knowledge to know if that was like because i know there's also there's a reverse also of isn't there drag king is that a thing yes yep yeah drag king is definitely a thing and becoming more popular yeah what's the difference between a drag queen and a drag king uh, drag king is usually a female <laughs> dressing up as a man. Oh, okay. Is a drag king. I suppose there have been contestants on like Drag Race, mm-hmm. hit reality TV show where they've played characters that are male repre- or yeah, male presenting, and they refer to it as boy drag, even though it's just them putting on a character. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, any anybody can be a drag king as well. Is, yeah. is my answer to that. Yeah. I, I remember she came out and she was all she was all glammed out and looked like a drag queen would, but it was clear that she was not male. I uh, and yeah. she, she she wasn't like she wasn't born with, you know, male genitalia. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was a really fun show and I didn't know if females could also be drag considered queens. drag queens. For sure. But it's good to know that anyone yeah. anyone it's good anyway. to know we can suit up if we want to. Yes. Yeah. But yes. one thing I'd like to kind of ask and dive into a bit is like what being a drag queen or like having that persona for yourself can can be and like why it's fun, why it's important to like have that freedom of expression and what it is for some people. Because like you said, I, I think it can be and I've, I, I, I don't have a drag queen persona so i can only say so much but which we'll work on we'll work on we'll work on it yeah we'll work on it but um i think from what i can tell and from what i see it feels like it can be a fun thing that somebody does as a hobby like you said but it also can be like a form of this intense expression like their inner self gets to come out and it's like a more important 
kind of self-expression. And so I'd love to get some of your thoughts on that and maybe how, why be, why you decided to start doing drag and that story. I guess, I, I guess I can start with how it all started and like came about. Cause that kind of leads into like why I do yeah, it, I guess. Can. I mean, I, I'm your typical example of a musical theater gay boy turned drag queen, <laughs> which is on the rise right now. Very, very popular uh, community of people. But yeah, I, as you guys know, I got my start um, performing and doing theater and I went to school for musical theater. And the thing with that is it's a very difficult career to pursue. You have to be very, very, very serious about it. And that was like one of the first things that they taught us in my somewhat strict school was one of the first things that like my acting teacher, I remember saying on like day one is like, if you have any other desire to pursue any other career besides this, it's not for you. Yeah. And that really stuck with me. I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, I want to have options in life. Like I want to, I have backups and stuff. So kind of like from my moment was that first moment was like a giveaway for me. I was like, I just kept second guessing from that. And I was like, is this really like what I want to do? And, you know, that was college for me. And college was the same time that I started playing around with makeup. And yeah, I guess one thing just led to another. And I was continuing to do acting in local theater shows once I moved back home from the city and, you know, was still attempting to do like New York auditions and whatnot, but just wasn't finding success because it's really hard and difficult. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I ended up doing a show called Priscilla Queen of the Desert, which was my first time experimenting in drag. And I got to play a drag character and it was like my first little taste of amethyst and like what was going to become what I'm doing now. How long ago was that? That was in 2017. So yeah, it seems like a while ago. But after that was when I really started to like, come out of my shell as far as being gender fluid, which Mm -hmm. is how I identify. And I was really coming into my own then and, you know, wearing makeup out in public. And yeah, I would say just like coming into my own. And I think I started to get the idea of performing in drag after that show was when it first started to develop. But my first time performing wasn't actually until January 2020, right before the pandemic hit. So like really great timing. And but I was like posting looks online like a few months prior to that. So technically, I I started in uh, 2019. But I don't know. It's for me, what I love about it so much is I can... I can always do what I love to do, which is perform. Mm. And I don't have to audition. I don't have to do all that stuff to know that like I'm good and I'm talented and like I'm going to get booked. Mm. It's like I'm doing my own my own theater show all the time and I'm the main character. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it's that's what I love about it, because, you know, it's shows you like you get to be a part of them and like you meet these people and you get to be become like part of a cast and like community theater especially like it's a three-month thing and then you're done and like you're never with those same group of people again and it's like right I don't miss that whole part like I just it's I'm in it for me now and it's Mm -hmm. that's what I like about it and I'm going at my own pace and my own speed and I feel like what you just said is 
making me really think about just you're like working for yourself now versus yeah. making other people money, if right. you will. I think that yeah. sort of mindset can really be translated into someone who's working working for somebody else and then just saying, you know what, I'm going to make my own my own thing, right. really do what I want to do and yeah. make myself. Yeah. You have like a sense of a sense of freedom if we're if now we're like looking at it from like a business I mean I just feel now. like what you said but like even like you're building really your own but that's what it is you know like you're yeah. building your brand you're building your own brand and yeah. everybody seems to be not everybody but like a lot of people seem to be resonating with a lot of the things that um amethyst has to say and like the things that you're putting out into the world I would and say everybody I would, yeah, let's just <laughs> yes. be honest everybody it's safe to say everybody come on now we have Get no it. time to be humble here <laughs> <laughs> There's something to be said of, I think if you're not building a personal brand yet, you probably will. Or even like everyone's got their own personal brand. And like, yeah. if you're lucky enough, you get to make some money off of it. Yeah. You know I mean, I if mean? you have your own Instagram, yeah. that's already yeah, that's at the start. your personal brand. That's another thing too. Let's get into the money real quick because I don't want to say like me being greedy, but like in a sense, I didn't get paid for doing community theater. I didn't get yeah, paid right. for- and like I make some pretty good money now. <laughs> That's it's, awesome. Which also like claps, claps, claps and claps snaps. to being yes, adult. Thank you, thank you. But like, why would I want to go back to, to doing that when like it's like a, it's like being valued. Like people are understanding your value. You're getting paid what you're worth, or maybe not. You might not. You might be worth a little bit more than you're getting. I don't know. You know. But like, I think at least it's better. Theater is it's so theater difficult. Is People take advantage it's of hard. artists. It's People not... take advantage of like, because, because they'll do it a a lot of the times you can get people that will do it for free they'll do it for very little money they're just trying to get it they'll do it for exposure and so when you have something where you finally feel like you are getting paid what you deserve and you're or at least on your way to that because we're still young let's be let's face it like we're probably you know yeah we're still working our way up to like getting paid what we really deserve but it's like that's a huge part of it it really is yeah and i say and mean that in like the least selfish way possible <laughs> Money is not happiness. Money does not equal happiness, but it is a part of it. Like, and it's to a sense of like, if you're not getting paid what you deserve, you're getting taken advantage. And like that feeds into like some more psychological things. And also just like being able to support yourself. Like you can, you can go off and like live your own life. You can go on vacations. You can, which is like important when you're trying to be a creative so you can take a break. It's like being able to support the lifestyle that enables you to be the best you and like be able enables you to be the best creative. And like you're you're a singer and a songwriter and a music producer, all of these things. You need time and space and creative space to do that. And that sometimes that means like paying for things. Paying for things like your microphone or your studio time or a vacation so that you can get out of your roadblock or be inspired or whatever money is not unimportant it's not everything but it's not unimportant I am curious how do you get paid because I know so you you perform at the casinos right yes yeah I do uh Mohegan Sun okay cool (laughs) do you get paid per show or do you get paid by your tips like how if someone's looking to get into drag someone's looking to get into drag if they're thinking about like how and you don't have to give us, you know, don't say anything that you're not comfortable with, but maybe someone who's looking to get into it. I mean, I can only speak for like my experience because like it's different everywhere. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I live very close to a gay bar in downtown Hartford mm-hmm. who does 
uh, they do like a weekly open stage sort of situation where you can earn tip money depending on the crowd that night, which is like difficult right now because of the pandemic, but Mm -hmm. we can only allow so many people. But then there are shows that that's like a open stage is like, come one, come all. You can sign up and like do whatever your drag is. But then there's getting actual bookings. Shay Est has them and Mohegan Sun. Technically, it's Mohegan Sun, but it's through um, Comics Roadhouse, uh, Mm -hmm. which is the comedy club that they have there slash restaurant. And uh, yeah, they have the it's called Lipstick, Lashes and Lies. And we get a flat fee per performer, but then we get tips like throughout the night. And then we split that four ways between all four of us. So it's a flat fee and then whatever you earn in tips. You know what would make my heart so happy? Because obviously we it's on our list to come see you perform. But do you remember when you and I were in the city and Gabby and Nicole came to visit and we went to that drag show? That was my first ever drag show. Well, I think <laughs> you should you should go perform there and we'll all go watch you and it'll be like some some, some serious full, some circle oh. shit. How amazing would that be? Like I would that die. That would be incredible. Yeah. And then and then like icing on the top if it's Gabby's birthday as well. You know I what know. I mean? Just like <laughs> if we really want to like I remember I remember that show and one of the queens was dressed up as Beyonce. Oh and my god. oh my god. I remember she came behind yeah. Gabby. Her hair was so so she, she was ready for that impromptu picture. She was like she came down and she totally like gave the Beyonce hair the Beyonce flowing. vibes for days. Like the face. It's funny that you bring up that night because I mean, I think about it not a lot, but like that was also that was another like first taste for me. And like I was like, yeah. this is some next level ish. Like I I this is I could do this. I could participate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's a it's definitely it's a fun, it's a fun environment to be in, whether you're an active drag queen or not. I feel like it's just a loving like we're all gorgeous we're all beautiful it's we're like, all confident it's a very like, empowering it's fun yeah. it's empowering it's very like, like you go girl yeah. yeah it's very be you like embrace yourself i'm gonna do me up here and i'm yes. gonna have a fucking amazing time i'm fierce if you don't like it then go sit in the back and i'm just gonna do me it's it's a very like, empowering vibe to just sit and watch and like enjoy mm-hmm. it's a great it's a great crowd and environment to be in for a lot of our guests, we we find that life is putting these little nuggets in place at young ages and like the building blocks start to come in at separate times. And so all of the dots start the to dots align. start to align and you're like the full picture starts to come yeah. together. You know what I mean? Obviously, music, th- musical theater, like being a performer is something that you knew from the very beginning and something that you loved. But like, how how does that come into play? I love musical theater. I love music. I love performing and then bringing that all together into this persona. I know that Amethyst is not something that you you built and made to capitalize on but she's helping you be successful and be who you want to be and I feel like that's the new American dream being able to be who you want to be support yourself off of it and feel fulfilled that you're doing your life's work in a sense yeah I don't think it's exaggerating to say that (laughs) yeah I just even remember when you when we were in high school, this makes sense. Like you wanted to perform, you wanted to make music, you wanted to you were always, always singing and this I is I feel like you always always wanted to be the star too. You always being wanted honest, to be like, like and we love you. We love you dearly, you know? <laughs> and it's just it seems like it fits. Notice how I didn't correct you. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> no shame. No shame. No shame. It's it's the perfect fit. And it feels like all of your pieces are really starting to come together. I feel like we're we're getting you right before everybody else 
discovers you. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you clearly are, you know, you have a following already, but I feel like it's only on, the beginning. Yeah, I feel like you're really just starting to get your wheels spinning. God, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> it's only just starting. Also, as we talk about high school and everything, I'm looking in the background and I see Shakespeare abridged poster <gasps> in, yes! on your closet door. Oh, yes, you do. Uh, I, uh, to this she's day. Right- She's yeah, right, yeah, there. right there. <laughs> uh, to this day, that is my favorite performance that I've ever done. Because for for why do, why do you think it's hanging on the wall? I mean, I mean, oh, it really so was good. just like it was the best. And for for our listeners who don't um, who don't know, like we, Lindsay and I were also theater nerds back yeah. in high school, and we did all the plays, and we were you know doing them with Zach. And uh-huh. the complete works of Shakespeare abridged is a parody of all of the. Shakespeare plays and it's just so funny and I had such a blast. Oh my god, it was yeah, 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 yeah. But it's I and that was our so fun. That was our one of our the fall senior our senior year fall play. So I I think it was a good play to end on Mm -hmm. and our and our high school careers. Yeah, yeah. And getting to do um, you're in town. And then that show back to back. We were a good year overall. We were, for, we were spoiled. We, we were, were spoiled. spoiled for sure. We were spoiled that year. We were on fire. We yeah. were. Mm-hmm. And then I actually recently, I told a peachy clean of, do you remember when I, when, it was during a dress rehearsal for Shakespeare Bridged and I ran into the wall when I was trying to oh, like no. go, go yes. oob. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I, we had to do this. We did. It was an oob and then a smack. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we had to uh, do the scene really quick backwards. You know, I wish I wish we had a camera on Mr. G at that moment, who was the director and like our our drama teacher, because I could imagine him just like keeping his cool. Oh, didn't he just he lost it? I, well, I, don't I think remember, he, I, can't I, remember, I was I, backstage with a sheet over my head. I don't remember what he did, but I can just imagine him wall. like not being phased and being like, he was unfazed. Oh. I, no, I think him and Miss Miller were cracking up in the audience. But then <laughs> during our notes section, he was like, and then Nicole ran into the wall. Oob. Okay. I see the poster in the background and I had to bring it up because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was such a fond memory for Anywho. me. <laughs> but one of our other questions for drag queen, <laughs> a drag queen related question, and we talked about this briefly before we hit record, but proper pronouns for drag queens, do you say he, she, they, them, something else? I think it's all up to the to the drag queen or however they, they want to identify. Mm-hmm. Would you say that it's is it okay to just ask them or would someone get offended by it? Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, I don't know. I I mean, I never feel offended or feel weird when I was watching me I was watching uh, the good doctor mm-hmm. and the doctor was she was like inputting data oh, into the yeah, thing yeah. and she said, this. "And can you just confirm your pronouns for me?" And I was like, "It's becoming I love very that. I love I love that." that and a, when I went to when I transferred to MICA, which is the art school that I did a cup like my you went to art school yeah college yeah. stuff at the art and you so went to, yeah <laughs> she we would, <laughs> <laughs> we would go when we were like starting a new class we would all like go around you know how people say say your name what your major is fun fact Where all of from. that mm-hmm. and they at in just you know pronouns so like say your name pronouns what your major is where you're from and it's just like it's easy peasy now mm-hmm. I, it's i think it's totally acceptable to just like walk to a queen and, and say like what are your pronouns in drag mm-hmm. 
I, I can't think of a situation where a, a drag queen would be like, oh, how, dare, how dare, you? dare you? How dare you ask me this question? Like, yeah. So I, I think it's a safe thing to to do, especially if you're not sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about people who maybe not refuse, but mess up or, or forget and say he or not the right pronoun when someone is in or you are in your drag? When you're like, what, what would I say? How does it make you feel? Yeah, and how do you, you how do you react? Oh. And has it happened? It, it hasn't happened to me, I don't think. And if it has, it's usually like. No, I don't even think like my mom or anything. <laughs> I don't think it's happened to me, honestly. That's good. That's good to hear. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I can't speak to it from personal experience, but I do think that sometimes people make mistakes. And maybe if like we were, because we've only, we've never, have you no- ever made the mistake. I, I have not with a drag queen, but I, and it wasn't necessarily a mistake because I didn't know, but someone I used to work with was in transition. I would still call, I would still call it a mistake. It wasn't like a, it wasn't. A purposeful. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. But someone I used to work with when I first started there was male. Well, not he was male, but he... Um, male to female transgender? Yeah. He was he was starting his their transition. transition. Mm-hmm. And I started work. It was like summer. And then I went back and Uh-oh. we started work again because I was working at the school store. And, and I, I was I was calling them by their, their past right. name. Right. And... So my coworker was like, oh, my God, did you not receive the email? Like, it's I don't even remember her previous name. She's it's like she's transgender and all of this, all this great stuff. And they they never corrected me because I had been like probably like at least two weeks. Well, first of all, I think this is a bit of a different conversation. Mm -hmm. Second of all, I think it's very personal to each person. Mm -hmm. And so every person will probably feel differently about it, react differently to it. If you have someone that's like a little more extroverted, they may be more comfortably like get with the program, honey. Yeah, it's it's now where if you have someone that's a little more introverted or just doesn't feel like they want to or have to or they don't want to have that conversation right then and there so I think it's just about making sure you're being diligent about knowing and like if you do make a mistake owning it and say and like you know yeah yeah like so sorry maybe we do quarterly check-ins with people (laughs) you know what or just like I think as a as a human as a human in this world we should just be checking to make sure everyone's like pronouns are up to date and all of that stuff like we know yeah. we've known Zach since since middle school but we haven't had a chance to like fully connect in way too long and so we just we just checked mm-hmm. quickly before yeah. the call you know <laughs> how do how do your parents feel about Amethyst and do they accept her with loving arms are they excited about her are they a little embarrassed of her are they yeah what's the vibe they're super uh, accepting, which I'm. I'm very, 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 very lucky yeah. to have such supportive parents when it comes to mm-hmm. that. I want to say, like my first five shows that I did, my mom was front row in the audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, whether it be you know by herself, which it came to sometimes, mm-hmm. she was very stubborn about like, well, I'm not gonna not be there. Aww. Like, if I can't find anybody, then I'll just go by myself. Aww. She's just, she is beyond accepting and just so sweet and I've, I've told her this before like I kind of I don't like when she's in the audience by herself but I kind of love it at the same time because I'll like peek out every now now and then and I'll see her just like it you know when I when I'm not on the stage obviously and she is just having the, the best time of her life <laughs> lip syncing to the words that the queens are performing to or you can just see it in her face that she's having a great time and she's even though she's by herself and it it really makes my heart happy to yeah. to know that 
you know, that's my mom. And <laughs> she's she's so accepting of, mm-hmm. of, of you know, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my dad has um, he's yet to see Amethyst perform. He's seen Amethyst, but he's he's yet to see her perform. But that's mostly just because um, I, I perform late. <laughs> <laughs> he's an old man. He's he's very open about he's like he's like you gotta start performing earlier he's like what about those brunches those, uh, can i have a matinee <gasps> oh my god though he'll say matinees every once in a oh. while and i'm like we're, you're not it's not theater but <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll let you know when we're doing those matinees no Dad. but i want to go to a brunch drag show oh my god how amazing with a yes. with a bloody mary oh yes mm-hmm. We do them at um at Shea. My friend uh, Lucy Laduca hosts them. Okay. And we were actually just messaging a couple of weeks ago. She's been trying to book me into one of her her brunch shows. I think they're once or twice a month. But her excuse is that she has to find a, a theme for me to fit into. And I told her I can fit into any theme, darling. What are some examples of her themes? The holidays. Okay. And then she asked me if I could do a country realness <sighs> type of number. Uh, country. country. Which I told her I'd have to make something because I don't think I have any. <laughs> yeah. Even like country-esque clothes. It's just, it's not really the amethyst brand. Yeah, I feel but... like that theme would be harder to, you'd have, you'd have to like swivel a bit, right? Yeah. I feel like amethyst could do like hannah montana country girl realness mm. like that fits into the brand right, right but i feel like like <laughs> i i feel like it's like when i go bowling i'm at my heart and my core i'm like i'm not a huge bowler but like if i'm gonna go bowling i'm gonna fucking go bowling and i'm gonna have a good time so yeah. like i feel like that's what amethyst would yes. have to do like she's not typically a country girl at but if all she's gonna be a country but if girl, she's gonna be a country girl she's right. gonna like make it spicy spicy <laughs> spicy and colorful very very <laughs> what do you love most about being a drag queen mm same reason that I love to perform just getting a reaction out of people mm-hmm. whether it's just like applause or laughter laughter is my my favorite but <laughs> just performing for people and doing that and making people forget their troubles even for like three minutes mm-hmm. four minutes you know what I mean mm-hmm do you think children should be exposed to drag queens more and gender fluidity why not I think so I think so too yeah like I think about this not a lot, but like I thought about it before and like it, it strikes a chord in some parents and it, it really makes me think like what could go yeah. wrong? Like I just don't I don't see especially with like the whole um, like a drag queen story hour, for example, is or it was, you know, pre pandemic. pandemic was very popular and and on the rise i myself was trying to get into um one that my friend had connections through i just don't see what could go wrong with a drag queen reading a book to to children if if anything they're just getting exposed to gender fluidity and if anything it, it leads to questions being asked and hopefully education but like right kind of yeah, education and it, and it normalizes it more and it earlier it, on as you as you said it brings Her. it to the you know oh is that something that i like is that maybe right. is that me is like yep. raises questions and and yes. i think i think it's it's great i mean i remember when we were writing down this question and i think when i said it lynn was like oh no like maybe just like drag shows i'm like well we're not saying like <laughs> And there's many different kinds of drag shows. Like there are the sexy drag, more explicit drag shows, but there's also, yeah, you know, but there's yeah. also, you there's so many town, P town and an island. You could do like some naked body parts when walking around there. But I'm also kind of like, you know, 
every parent will have a different threshold of like what's appropriate for their kids and not. But mm-hmm. I think as far as exposing them to sure. seeing a so, drag queen walking down the street, I think and that would I'm be like, amazing. I think that would be amazing. I think, like you said, Nicole, it will yeah. at an earlier at an earlier age you're exposing them to like more options. Yeah. What does it mean to be a person? What kind of person am I? Yeah. Do, do maybe I want to experiment with that? Yeah. You wonder what you would have experimented with as a kid uh, if 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 you had been exposed to something like that. Like I know I experimented with race with race girls yeah. when I was a kid and like that was a big deal because I was I was a girl. Yeah. And like I would say I I'm a I'm a pretty like yeah I'm a pretty feminine woman and I identify as a feminine feminine woman but I wonder you know you wonder what you would have what you would gravitate towards without having the societal boundaries so early on Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I know it's kind of like it was later in my life but like I can only imagine the popularity like Drag Race had when I was in high school as it does like right now I know I would have started like way earlier Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know when I when if I if I ever have kids. If I have a, if I have a, I, you have a baby that has a penis. Yeah. If I have a baby that has a penis. Yeah. I don't feel, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that I will like have a gender reveal party. Not that I won't. So let's be honest. I'm going to dress their nursery up for me because I'm going to be in there. And yeah. then as they get older, I'm going to let them choose what they want in there. So like yeah. if I have a boy that chooses like fairy dust, unicorns and pink sparkles, or like wants to wear a tutu. Yeah, I'm gonna let them do that. Like, and I have some friends that are like, "Why would you just like what?" I'm like, I don't know. In my mind, saying no to him, it's the same. I'm like, whatever. Like, you know, so I'm, you can I'm wear I'm a tutu tra- to school, but just don't hit the children. That's the yeah. Thing like, that you gotta... just don't hit people. Yeah. Like, that's all. That's like let's yeah. be let's like get our priorities in check. Yeah. I also think that it's kind of, it will be. I'm curious to know how that will evolve in the future. Will we wait to assign gender? to our children until they're like older and then at what age do you think that you know what gender you are yeah sometimes that's different for people and you can always change it but like I'm curious to see how that might change in the future yeah I think we're still we're still getting to that point because it's like a huge taboo moment right now with people are saying like well well, 10 is too young 12 is too young you don't know who you are yet and it's to me it's I don't want to stray too far away from the topic, but it's in a sense, it's kind of like a woman's choice as far as abortion. Like it's, and I'm saying this from like the standpoint of a male, unless you know, or even like could even come close to knowing like how your brain would be in that situation. Like, I don't think you can make judgments. Who are you to say like, oh, 10 is too young to know yourself. 12 is too young to know yourself when you've never had the scary realization that you were born in the wrong body. Like, who are you to Mm -hmm. say that so I think it's and I you know that 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 statement that your 12 is too young or 10 is too young I mean it I could be so used for everyone could be used in the reverse 10 is too young 12 is too young to, to know, know who you are to know if you if you identify as a male even though you want to even though you mm-hmm. like playing baseball and you like doing all of yes. these things so it's just like right and like tbh it really doesn't matter. Right. It really, right. at the end of the day, is this person a good person? You know, is this yeah. person happy? Is this person a good person? Do they have love? Are they, you know, are they healthy? That brought back some nostalgia. What you said, Nicole, about mm-hmm. trying out all the sports because that was that was my mm-hmm. childhood. My family, or not my family, but my dad and my mom was you know, the backup, but like he put me through every sport Mm -hmm. imaginable trying to find like 
a right fit to see which one I liked yeah. best. And it ended up yeah, being none ended of them. Up being musical so, theater. Like, you never know. Like you, why, why does, why is sports yeah. a go-to, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, then, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I believe I've always been a pretty open-minded person and, you know, I don't always learning. I always, I I mean, I don't care if you like bunnies. I don't care if you choose to wear body suits every day. That being said, we don't, we don't condone bestiality. So yeah, but (laughs) I, (laughs) but I, I love a cute bunny though. (laughs) But we respect the bunnies. Yeah. Um, Consent is important. Consent is important. (laughs) I, But I remember, like, going from our small town in Bristol, Connecticut, which I think we we had a lot of people with different preferences and all of these things, but going from our little town in Bristol, Connecticut, to going to an art school where everyone identifies as so many different things Mm -hmm. and has so many feelings. Yeah. I was just, not that I was shocked necessarily per se, but you really, I was like, honestly, if you feel any type of way about anything, you really should just go to art school because you will just realize how unimportant it matters. It all is. It all is. Like, is this person who, you know, looks looks different than me, likes different things than me, is helping me with my homework because they're a nice person. It just like doesn't matter about all of those other things, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, any, anywho, back to drag queens. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you ever, whether it be online or at a show or on your way to a show or when Emmeth is out in public or, or, or online or whatever, do you ever get any, quote-unquote, haters, any people that are not in support or that are not supportive? And how, how does that make you feel? How do you deal with it? I mean, fortunately, I've, I can't think of many instances where I've had to deal with haters Mm. if I have they're the type of haters that you probably wouldn't think of first and that's because they're other drag queens Mm. it's a very competitive community Mm. and so sad most of the time at this point in the year 21 21 the year 2021 (laughs) (laughs) we knew what you meant we knew what you meant your only real haters are mostly gonna come from the community that you call your own, which is like kind of scary in the sense. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only like real run in I've had with somebody who doesn't particularly vibe with my type of drag is another drag queen. And it unfortunately happened to be somebody that I really look up to as a performer. I still do. I still live for what they do, but yeah, I got word from other Queens that, you know, this, uh, this person doesn't doesn't approve, but like it's I don't do drag for them. I don't you know what I mean? No. Like it's right. I'm over it. Like it was it was a sad week for me. I'm going to be honest. Like, yeah, I, it, it didn't sit right with me first. But like at the end of the day, like they're not everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> in uh, theme with the podcast, you can be the juiciest peach in the bunch but not there's always going to be someone who doesn't like peaches peaches. yeah you know it's it's just the nature of the biz and as everyone because you you know choosing a profession that puts you more in the spotlight the more people that you attract the more you'll have to deal with you know rotten peaches some yeah some rotten peaches and it's something that i mean that's something that even we have thought about before starting a podcast because you know in order to have a successful podcast successful you need to have people that are interested in you and Mm -hmm. following you and And like you're putting out your thoughts and your feelings and 
and there's being probably vulnerable in a sense and you have to have a thick skin for when that time comes because if you get a good amount come. of haters usually that means that you're successful yeah so <laughs> i re- i remember a lot a lot of influencers said once you reach this amount of followers you really can't escape people who are yeah. mean <laughs> that's that's a really great reminder you have to look at it like that you know mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. it's just kind of the nature it's the nature of the biz yeah. and not not everyone's going to like you. I'll never understand someone who takes the time out of their day to be mean just for the sake of being mean. No. No, yeah. I mean, I could I'll see something online and I might not like it, but it doesn't I'm not going to say you're stupid. But we're the type that just we scroll on. We it's it's like I have better we things don't feel to the do. Need to like say I have coffee yeah. to sip. I have, I have coffee yeah, to sip. I have online shopping to do. <laughs> right. You know, I have breathing to do. You got drag queen better, shows to go to. Yeah. Better things to do with my time <laughs> than spread hate, you yeah. know? Yeah. Right, right. I mean, that's, that's very disappointing, though. It's like they need to, we need to like get on the page of like lifting each other up, you know? Yeah. Obviously, it can be competitive, I'm sure, when, you know, and I also am sure that. I mean, I don't know what she said, but or what what her reasoning is for not approving. But I could imagine that part of it stems from either like they see that you're doing something right and she's feel, just jealous and feel that you could be a threat mm-hmm. to like their success. Or I don't want to assume where it stems <laughs> from, mm-hmm. but I'm just gonna leave you with a piece of information okay. that is a fact. <laughs> it's not opinion. I'm just gonna say she's been doing this a couple years longer than I have, and. At this point in time, we book the same amount of shows, Mm -hmm. we get paid the same amount, and we have Mm -hmm. just about the same amount of followers. So I think she's maybe maybe a little mad that (laughs) it didn't take me as long to get where she is. I don't know where it stems from, but I mean, I'm sure you know. uh, I mean, even it's just not nice to to spread hate. You know, if you've got constructive criticism, you know, if you don't agree a hundred percent with the way someone's creativity decides to be manifested. Sure. To each their own. Yeah. Right. And just keep that opinion to yourself, you know? You know? Yeah. Let's lift each other up. Right. I think this can happen a lot. This can happen a lot in girl world. And honestly, though, the drag queen world is a form of girl world. Well, I would just girl and gay world, you know, we can be pretty similar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, imagine, imagine. And it's been that way for Decades and decades and decades. Yeah. Probably hundreds yeah. and hundreds of years. And it's just like, think of the amount of, think of what we could do if, if we, we were lifting, lifting each other up. up. Yep. There's that uh, gif where like the, the one person goes whoop and then the other person, and then that, that person that went up <laughs> reaches down and goes whoop. And like, that's what we need to be yes. doing. <laughs> Until we reach the moon. I know no one, nobody no one listening nobody to just, the podcast. Nobody listening to the podcast. Got the visual <laughs> reference <laughs> that Lynn just did. <laughs> but, but like, you know, there's yeah. a person on the bottom and then there's a person on someone on the other person's shoulders and then the person on the sh- shoulders. The person higher than up. the other person reaches down. And the one that went up went above. Yeah, right, like a ladder. Right. Like the a human ladder. ladder. Thank you. Thank and you. We're lifting each other up. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll post a picture if, you know. picture <laughs> 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 diagram 1a <laughs> uh, we have some maybe technical wardrobe questions so does it hurt your penis to tuck your penis so do i was i'm like they're gonna ask me about this so like i would love i think this would be so fun if you guys could tell me what you like how do you think it happens 
Okay, okay, this is I, fun. This is fun. <laughs> so, so okay, wait, wait. we didn't, we didn't, I, we I haven't done just... any research. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I don't even know for sure. Like, I, in my opinion, it... do we know for sure that they tuck? I don't know. Why would you? I mean, you mean, you do that's... wear leotards and it's pretty seamless. No, no, no. You, some drag queens tuck. I feel like it depends on your outfit, but <laughs> I would also imagine, you know, as someone speaking, you know, it's just... There's nothing there for me. Um, <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would imagine if I was in a more dress-like situation, I would still want some, like, you know. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's asking. I would still. I would. Why? Lindsay's like squishing her face. I would squishing still, your face, I would Lindsay. Still, okay. I would still <laughs> do you understand what he asked us yes, he asked how, does, how does he think but I'm, they tuck I, wait are you asking like how you think how we think a penis is tucked or like how we think like getting into drag works how a penis is tucked right oh no like how you actually like tuck it like what do you think happens yeah. down there like what do you think the wow, penis really? are? <laughs> no i so i think we have the penis <laughs> And yeah. I think you bend it back and you just, you put it in between your legs. Okay. Put but, it in. But like, but would that hurt if you, sque- if you close your legs? I would imagine legs? that would hurt. So do you, maybe you tape it to the side of your leg? No. Because <laughs> no. they wear tights. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what would hurt Do you either. stick it in your. In your where? Put a fluffy pillow you around stick it. Stick it in your butt. Suck it up <laughs> in your butt. I don't know. <laughs> Like, I think, I know, I think that's what happens. I think that you put it back and you, like, put it near, like, to- I could also imagine, if you're I could also it imagine they just, like, hole. shove it on up there, you know? Shove it on up where? Stick it right in. Fold? Cold? Yeah. Wait, but yeah, why did, why did you say fold? What's being folded? Like, you're just, like, you can't The actual, fold like, penis? penis? You, can't, you can't just. Oh, yeah, you, just, you cannot. You can't bend it like a piece of paper. No, I don't think you, I know you can't yeah, you bend can. it like a piece of paper. I think, but like, like a tortilla. <laughs> some people like just squish. Go ahead. Why don't you shed some light, shed some wisdom. You guys are on the right track. Okay. I Nicole was on the right track. Lindsay's trying to tortilla a penis. That part definitely gets pulled back. Okay. As, as, as far back as possible. Uh-huh. You know, depending on the length, it, it can reach the booty, the hole, booty hole in the back. Uh-huh. Right. But it does go, you know, in the cheeks. But there are, you know, other, there's <laughs> two other friends that are down there that need to go somewhere. Right. What, what do you guys think, hap- what, do, what, do, what do you think happens there? I think you just stress ball them. You just stress ball them and smush and like you tape them. <laughs> I mean, where else do they go? The, those don't have a big range of motion, do they? If you guys didn't know, I'm about to teach you. You know, you know the phrase when guys are in going through puberty and their balls drop their balls drop right yeah yeah so <laughs> they drop from somewhere because they like your balls are always there but when they drop that's them like so you stick it you stick it inside of yourself you can they go basically what i'm saying is they go back in where they came from they go back in like these wow. little that's what i was saying oh wow and then so you're only left with the skin which goes with the penis oh, wow and it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt at all because you can you you do some pretty fancy moves some you know some yeah do you frequently tuck yes um because okay. most of my and i i do want to go back to like what you were saying before like because some some do and some don't and it mm-hmm. really does depend on like what you're wearing amethyst wears a lot of um 
bodysuits and I can get away with like, I I'm looking this way because I'm looking at my, my closet, my Your wardrobe clothing mm-hmm. rack. There are some like, I wear skirts and like tutus, but like most of it is some pretty cut stuff down there right, right, that right. like requires mm-hmm. me to do that. And then, you know, there are some queens who can still get away with it when they are wearing something like that. One of my really, really, really close friends in drag, Mia Easylay, pads like nobody's business. And it's just like that really exaggerated hourglass figure. But because she pads so much in the amount of layering of tights that she's wearing, she can get away with just pushing it back and pulling on the tights and it looks like there's nothing there. So Mm -hmm. it it really depends on the queen. I pad, but very, very minimally because I like to give off that early 2000s Paris Hilton model vibe. So I don't don't pad too much. So I I can't get away with doing something like that. So um, it it definitely hurts at first, but um, after Uh... you you know, do it's, it's not so much hurting. It's just like uncomfortable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then over time, it just, it's whatever. It could be like, wear, like breaking in a new pair of heels, you know, like sure. it hurts. It hurts w- w- walking in them the first night or the sure. second night. But then after your feet get used to them, like I still can't wear your high, your high, your thigh high boots without like dying halfway through the night. Whereas right. you're just like, well, now I'm sure I have to every... get used yeah. to that. Yeah. Do you know if there's any long term side effects to tucking? <laughs> No, not that I've heard of. And I feel like I would have heard, (laughs) like, some horror stories by now. Yeah, I would hope so. As long as you're, you know, properly caring after you (laughs) take things off. Like, I always make sure, like, once the tape is gone, like, you got to get rid of, like, the gunk and the residue and, and all that. Oh, wow. You know what hurts? Is, you know, taking it off. But, like, obviously, like, just having it done. Girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. Yeah, like a Band-Aid, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's oh, God. Ow. indescribable. Is Good Thank to know. You. I'm Thank never, you for, I'm never you filling us in. I'm never going to watch a drag show the same. No. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, we're going to have way more, but if, we're going to have I way mean, more appreciation. Putting your balls back where they go, like, it's, like, you're not technically doing anything wrong. Because, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I don't, I haven't heard of any, like, long-term. Like, damaging stories. effects. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you plan your bathroom routine before you get all suited up? Like what happens if you're oh, if you have wow. to pee? Yeah, so um I tend to cut off liquids at a certain time is what I'll do. Uh-huh. And I, it sucks, but Which does suck because you're performing. Yeah. Like you're got to hydrate. But I've also never you know, I've been doing this for a little while now and I don't I've never run into I'm gonna blame it on adrenaline I've never run into a situation where like I've overhydrated myself and like I'm about to go on and like and you need to I'm pee. About to pee myself you know what I mean like it's I think it has to do with the adrenaline and like when I know I'm about to perform like I'm in show mode like I, there's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I'm about to go on like you know and I think the combination of that and like cutting liquids off at a certain time I've just never run into the issue and I'll just, I'll worry about drinking after I've done my thing. And like, yeah. I can hide it afterwards and I can untuck if I need to, because that's really the, you can, you can go to the bathroom while you're in drag, but you just have to prepare for the, that extra time that you're going to take to redo everything. Cause you have to take it all off and then retape. 
Mm-hmm. It's not like just taking your pants off and pulling them back on. Like you have right. to redo everything. Ugh. That's like we th- we we don't like to go to the bathroom when we're out in the club and we're wearing a bodysuit. Yeah, I, it, that, this adds a whole extra layer. Yeah. Oh, I lied. You know, there was another show that I did, and it's actually it's you know the viewers can't see it, but it's above the Shakespeare poster. It was a show called We Will Rock You, mm-hmm. and okay, I okay, played okay. Uh, a gender fluid character. So I wore like a skirt, and it, I was just I was very feminine. But I ended up having to tuck for that show because it's it's a show set to the music of Queen. So for the Fat Bottom Girls number, <laughs> I was also in it. And um, I wore these like hot pink booty shorts and I ended up having to tuck for the show. And that was, I think my one experience with, I was like, oh, I'm about to like pee myself. And I had, oh, to, no. I had to run and like go like as fast as possible. So like, yeah, yeah. it's it's just annoying. It's frustrating, but. Gotta do what you gotta do. do. Yeah. You, you gotta, yeah. I think one of our final questions that we have prepared is what quality does your drag persona have that you wish you had in your real life like what's the best part of amethyst i don't see too many differences between amethyst (laughs) and zach one of the major ones i think is um for some reason when i'm amethyst i'm just more like Mm quick-witted i think and i'm just like fast with my answers and i don't i don't know where that comes from i think like you said you're probably just in in show mode on cue feeling you have amazing you've always had great comedic timing like i'm sure just that's That's definitely something that i've carried over to yeah the drag aspect if you've seen my my mixes that i Mm -hmm. like to create yeah other than the quick wit i wish like i felt as pretty as i do (laughs) as zach when (laughs) when i'm amethyst but yeah, other than that, I don't Does think Does Amethyst there's... have a story, like a backstory? Like, do you have a whole storyline for her? No, not really. She's, I, I would say she's Zach, like, with a brand. In a style. Zach with a brand. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is Amethyst. I'd also like to give some space to Amethyst's new album. Yeah, let's that talk about it. We're recording this the day after your album, Amethyst album, dropped. Yes. The album is called Kind of Girl, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it's also, that's also one of the, one of the tracks on, it's one of the tracks is called Kind of Girl. Yes. That is the title track that inspired the whole thing. Basically. I've been working on it for, for a while. As you guys said earlier, I've always been into music and, and singing and making my own music. And I just, I put out my first single last summer, I think. What was that one called? Uh, that was my Fleetwood Mac cover everywhere, mm-hmm. which is on the mixtape. But yeah, ever since I got like a really nice reaction when I put that out and it it just kind of dawned on me, I was like, you know, we've had drag queens in the past to make music, you know, including RuPaul herself. But like, Mm -hmm. I feel like we haven't had a drag queen that represents like top 40 in pop music and like Mm -hmm. just like really breaking the mainstream and like playing on the radio and just like I and I kind of wanted that to be like my thing like in addition to like the comedy and like it's it's what sets me apart from like the other queens not every drag queen can say like they make their own music right you know what I mean I mean they can but like I just feel like mine's a little different and it's not about nails and hair it's about love and relationships and you know stuff that you would hear about on the radio right the inspiration to like actually like work on 
the whole project came back in October when I heard what eventually became the the title track. I have a really close friend, Erica, who has a boyfriend, Kenny, who I've also become really close with. And the three of us were all hanging out one night and he produces his own music and he knew that I sang and like, I do my, my own sort of thing. And mm-hmm. we were just goofing around one night. He was playing me a bunch of like different stuff that he's come up with. And he played me this track that sounded like something from like Mario Kart. It was very like Rainbow Road, very mm-hmm. just bubbly pop. And I was like, it's it's Amethyst. Like that's the brand. I was like, we should collab and like do something with this. So I was like, let's make it a pop song. Like let's just, let's go for it. And like, it took about like two weeks to finish. But once I had it, I was like, listening to it and I was gonna put it out just like to put it out as a single and the more I listened to it I was like it sounds like the beginning of something Mm -hmm. you play it and it's just it finishes and like it was just odd to me that there was no track two coming afterwards if that makes sense I was like Mm -hmm. it just sounds so like open-ended so that was really the the inspiration to write a 10 track project Mm. And I think it's that's really interesting with the hearing the Mario Kart reference because yeah. I think you very elegantly can hear that in yes. there. Like it's not you don't listen to it and think, oh, Mario Kart, it sounds like a video game. But now that you say it, I'm like, interesting. Very interesting. It's in there. Mm-hmm. That vibe is definitely in there. In there but it's like a, a modern flip and like it sounds awesome. I think you guys did an amazing job producing it it's like the quality is beautiful the art is beautiful the the lyrics are amazing i think it's a really you guys did a really great job like it's just it's a really fun album it's a really fun project yeah and everybody should go check it out kind of girl by amethyst on on spotify it's on apple music it's it's everywhere so make sure you check it out and give some love give a review i don't know if can you review an album do you just like it like what what do you do to support it per se just say, yeah save it add me to your playlist yeah. you know do what you gotta do do what you gotta do love, love it yeah it's a fun little little project yeah do you think you'll do another one i know it just it just dropped but like do you have any uh future plans what's up next for amethyst i'm definitely gonna like revel in this era of kind of girl i definitely want to make some more visuals possibly some music videos for a couple of the songs yes, that I really like. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm already writing like new stuff, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Like I also write to just, it's like somebody journaling. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I, I would equate it to that. Mm-hmm. I just do it for like a release and it, if it happens to be good and like not profitable, but like, right. <laughs> no, totally. If I know totally will also like vibe with it, then I'll do something with it. And like, I'll put it out. I mean, I'm always writing, but like, it's just a matter of like committing my myself to something. Yeah. This project was like, it was like a moment where like, I was proud of myself for like doing something and starting it, working on it, and then actually like finishing it and like coming through with like a final product. Cause I can't say like that. <laughs> I, I've done that with like every creative project idea that I've had. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What was your inspiration behind Kind of Girl specifically, that song? It is like a little bit of new perspective that we probably haven't heard in like songwriting before because I wrote it from my perspective as a gender fluid drag queen and my dating life. You can hear in the in the chorus, that's kind of what the lyrics are playing on because, you know, the first time I repeat the phrase, I'm saying like, I know I'm not your type. I'm just a different kind of girl. Right. 
you know, referring to my gender fluidity. And then by the end of the chorus, I say like, and I know I'm not your type, but I want to be your kind of girl. It's like the little double meaning there. How long ago did you write that song versus like when it came out? So I wrote the lyrics to it because what ended up happening, like I said before, like the beat came afterwards because like I, I'm, I'm always writing lyrics and it's just a matter of if I want to save them for later or not. And Kind of Girl was something that I wrote last summer and it was sitting in my um, in my drafts, in my notes. And I don't know, for some reason, I just I was looking for lyrics to to sing to the beat. And that was like one of the first things that I saw. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember writing this. And then like that's when like the melodies started forming and the harmonies and the arrangement and it just came to be. But I technically wrote the lyrics to it last summer. Mm. The lyrics for this album are like all over the place. It's kind of crazy, but putting it together it was what was really happening like over the last three months. The last track, Danger, I wrote that in 2014. Mm. Which, wow. which, which song hits home for you the most? Like which song gives you the feels the most? Change Your Mind, I would say. Why? It's, well, it's not up-tempo like the other songs. Mm. It's a very um, chill... It has like a touch of R&B in there, which I don't really dive into too much because I'm a very pop oriented. It's it's really raw to me. Mm -hmm. It was the one song on the project where I didn't, you know, cake on the auto tune or the filters or anything like mm -hmm. that, which I don't need. It's, no. a, it's, a, it's a styling preference. That's totally apparent. That's totally apparent. Yeah, I didn't put any on that one track because I just it, it it I wanted it to feel as raw mm, as as possible, mm -hmm. and I think I did a pretty good job achieving that because <laughs> yes, like I, I get the feels like when I listen to it, and it's it's about like a real story that kind of resonates with me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that one definitely hits home. They're all about real scenarios that have happened to me, but that's the one that like really like. Whew. Yeah. You're a very expressive person and you're a performer and all of those things, but I think the emotionally you're not, you're, you keep a lot of things close to yeah. home. And so this kind of gives us we get to hear a little bit more about, you know, the thoughts that are going on inside of your mind and like we can kind of feel that with you and I think it's that was really fun for me. Um like having known you for a while. Lift and the veil. Lift the veil a little bit. And that's, it's a really, it's also a reason why a lot of people listen to music, right? It's like really relatable because everybody goes through things. Everybody feels right. some sort of like kind of girl. I'm sure what you mean when you say those words is different than how I'm relating to it. But I, on some level, can relate with that lyric of right. I not that kind of girl that that person that I was into likes or whatever. And yeah, it doesn't have to be specifically be about me no, you know yeah. like I wrote um superstars one of the tracks is I was talking about this with a friend yesterday um I was doing a, a live stream and she asked me like what the meaning was behind superstars and it it just kind of like dawned on me all of a sudden I was like I wrote it about like a power couple kind of moment mm -hmm. and being like unstoppable and just like not caring what other people think about your relationship with somebody mm -hmm. but then I was like it could easily be just as applicable to like a group of friends or like right. you know something like that like it, it it's to each their own I guess yeah and how you resonate with the song yeah that's the that's the beauty of music I think Taylor Swift does a really great job with like her lyrics in that way too not that you know I think you are your own um your own artist but I think in the sense of like her lyrics are relatable on several different levels like 
she does that yeah she's very simple about her words but you can relate to them like very intensely yeah. kind of thing it's like she she's, she balances that line really well and i think your lyrics do a very similar thing thank you where you don't need a dictionary to figure it out and you don't need to be like a collegiate level poet to try and figure it out but right. they they're beautiful and yeah. meaningful and all of that good stuff so i think it's great i loved getting to experience you in that way and i think you did a lovely job and i think everybody would Thanks. find something that they enjoy about this album it's like oh, i'm glad you guys liked it yeah it's a good bop for the summertime summer and spring will be coming and super soon yeah and it's also kind of a nice pick me up in the winter months i think too like it's fun to it's like a good bop they're good bops is there anything else you want to say about uh the album in particular not really just stream it yeah. you know share it up Give, give her a little what about is there anything that we haven't talked about about drag queens in general any that you want to bring to the forefront that we've sort that we've skimmed over or missed or mm-hmm. any of that did we ever get to like i was gonna explain doing drag and being trans i know it can get confusing when like because there have been a lot of situations where we've seen drag queens who have used drag to help discover or realize that they Mm -hmm. want to transition Mm -hmm. and then continue to do drag even after they've transitioned. And I know that can get confusing for the average Joe or Sue. I don't know what the female equivalent of (laughs) Joe is. I just wanted to like make it clear that like, I think the best way to put it is drag is something that you do and it's being a woman is who you are Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're two separate things you know so if you know a trans woman wants to participate in drag they're they're two different things you know what i mean yeah just like a biological woman would want to participate in drag it's kind of the same thing Mm -hmm. that's just what i was gonna touch on because i know that can get confusing oh yeah it's important too important points and i even have one of my really good friends rory roulet is a trans man but still participates in drag love it anyone can be a drag queen any it's any which way any direction left right up down like it it, it goes anyway yeah basically love is it. what i'm trying to say As we're like dwindling down on our drag conversation, um, I'd love to yeah. move into the peachy clean segment of the podcast. Have you oh, had time no. to have you had time oh, to no. think of something that you want to get clean about, get peachy clean about? No, not really, because I'm pretty like open with with everything. I was trying to think if there was like a peachy clean moment that I could throw in for like the whole tucking situation. <laughs> I mean, I guess there is one (laughs) scenario that I'm that like comes to mind like right away going back to the whole tape residue situation okay yes (laughs) residue okay yeah it might have been like one night where like I wasn't like really I didn't do like a pristine job on removing said residue Uh, and the following day after a gig I was being romantic with somebody Uh (laughs) yeah and um Uh they were questioning said residue and it was very embarrassing to Uh um they were like you know because they knew that I do drag and like and whatnot and they were like that's what I think it is right and I was like oh yeah and like (laughs) it was just it was an embarrassing moment for me I totally thought you were gonna say that like something fell out no like 
like pubes got stuck and it was it was like a bad like ripping situation oh no it, it's possible had he not preceded <laughs> that might have been very possible and um i'm glad that it did not get to that point <laughs> now i now i make sure i uh i do a thorough scrub scrub down there and i mm. i uh check all my angles <laughs> yeah, to yeah, make yeah. sure uh, my all the crevices are taken care of you I know what i mean it. i love so, it um, yeah understood understood Okay, well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. And you're all <laughs> you're all peachy clean more ways than one. So. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, thank you so much, Amethyst, for coming and talking with us about all things drag queens. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've loved our conversation. Yeah. It's yeah. been very it's been mm-hmm. very informative. Mm-hmm. Um and do you want to roll through it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, super fun. Yeah. Um, do you want to roll through all of your your social po- like your where people can find you and listen to your new album? Yes, let's plug them in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm on Instagram at the Amethyst Era is the name. Amethyst official is taken. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I am on <laughs> TikTok under the same handle, the Amethyst Era. Uh, I'm on Venmo, Queen Amethyst, <laughs> and I'm also on Facebook. I don't use it, but I'm on Facebook under the name Amethyst, and yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Love and it, um, love you it. can stream my music on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, YouTube, wherever you want to stream it, it's there. Mm-hmm. And as always, all of her links and goodies will be in our show notes below, so make sure you give them a, a click and check them out. Yeah, so that's the part. Yeah, okay, Peaches. It's been another episode of Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much to Amethyst for joining us this week and chatting all about drag queens. Make sure you you. make sure you go give her some love. um, And while you're at it, give us some love at Let's Talk underscore Peaches on social. Subscribe to us on all the podcasting platforms. Visit our website www.letstalkpeaches.com and All right. It's been a great episode. We'll see you next Monday, Peaches. Bye, Peaches. Bye, Peaches. Bye, Peaches. Keep it fuzzy. (laughs) Yeah.